In a moment, I'm going to read a couple scriptures that just I didn't plan on reading, but they were just in my heart during worship time. And we didn't plan for this either. He just found out about it uh, seven seconds ago. He doesn't even know what it is. Um, would you just share what's in your heart, either what the Lord has been speaking to you or a dream or work, anything just comes in? It's like, okay. So John Edwards going to read that, and I'm going to read a few verses, um, and that'll kind of lead us into our conclusion for the evening. Um, John Edwards getting his booklet. So here we go. Yeah, tonight I wrote like seven pages in here. So I got to find which one it was. One thing um, that was very unexpected and it was really brief um, in my just time of being with the Lord and enjoying Him during the music um, was he was like, John Edward, there's still such a big struggle for who's going to be the greatest disciple. Um, and that's so much in his house. It's not through people like piecing together their argument in front of each other or even in front of the Lord to be like, hey, I'm better than these disciples because of, you know, this, like the example in the Word, you know, that they, they were like, which one of us is the greatest you know, that I don't think any of us consciously or verbally do that, or that many people, because um, obviously the scripture said that that was really bad. But there's still such that quiet drive in me and that quiet drive in his people of, I'm going to be the greatest disciple. I'm going to do this harder than anybody. I'm going to do this better and more righteously than anybody I'm going to do this more anointed than anybody. Um, and Jesus literally doesn't even have time to look at that. Um, those are the people that he it connects with the least, probably. Because um, they're so full of themselves, they don't have room um, for him. It's like the inn that had no room for Jesus to come in. So then he just had to go to the, the stable and be born in some feeding trough. you know. Um, so that really, whenever I was reading through the the stuff from tonight. That was what really stuck out. Um, and that God is just in opposition to pride, but he gives grace to those that are humble. Um, and I just still, like I said, see such that quiet drive in myself and in so much of popular Christianity or maybe even unpopular Christianity. Um, and I just really feel like that the Lord wanted to address that tonight. Um, and that that he did even in his lifetime um, by being a servant of everybody, by praying for those that persecuted him, by washing Judas's feet, knowing in a few minutes he was going to run away and turn him in. Um, so that he didn't do it with a big bash on the head. He just did it with his example. Um, so anyways, that was what really stuck out when I was reading my journal. Thank you, John Edward. Um, that's such an important message. Um, the same person who gave me that rebuke about, thank you, bro. The, the same person who gave me that rebuke about doubting uh, seven years before, <laughs> they're praying over me 
and Larrabee Morris, where Chris Walling and I had our first encounters with one another. You guys have heard about that. This person was praying over me, and he, he said, I see selfish ambition in your heart. And there's kind of like a pause. And then in this person's way that is unique to them, but the Lord is really good at getting it out. And I tell you what, fast forward 15 years, he's aggressively done a good job. He is good at getting I'm the greatest or I will be the greatest out of us. He is. Um, okay. A couple scriptures I want to read to you. Come from Paul's letters to Timothy. Timothy, my son. It's chapter 1, verse 18. I give you the, this instruction in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by following them, you may fight the good fight, holding on to faith and a good conscience. Um, some have rejected these, and so have shipwrecked their faith. He said, I give you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by following them, you may fight the good fight. He used this phrase a number of times with Timothy. He was urging the young man, his spiritual son, to fight the good fight, the good fight of faith. There are many different ways God can increase our faith and um, encourage us in our faith. You know, the disciples one time said, increase our faith. And so Jesus, his whole three years, he was increasing their faith. That's our good fight. That's our good work. John 6, Jesus said, your work is to believe. Anything not done from faith is sin. So we could do a whole lot of good things. But if it's not in faith and in trust, and again, faith is the gift of God. It's the grace of God. So really, your job is to become the world's best receiver. Not in a comparison thing, but before God, be a great receiver. Just a great yes person. All right? That's the kind of yes man or yes woman you want to be. Yes to the grace of God. Yes to his word. But what I want to focus on, this was just coming to me during worship today. And I felt like I was getting some insight, actually, for these coming weeks in September uh, regarding these Saturday night meetings. I believe God's putting it on my heart again for us as a community to fight the good of fight of faith by following the prophecies made. Um, holding on to faith in a good conscience. Some have rejected these and so have shipwrecked their faith. Now, I want to be honest with you that by the grace of God, I have not rejected the prophecies made over my personal life, made over this ministry, made over this area in which I live. I have not rejected them outright. But I also honestly make the confession that I have not been immune to Satan's temptation 
for me to doubt. I believe I made some progress with doubt, you know, as, as you have by the Lord's help. I made a, you know, a real increase those three weeks when I had the bad breath. Um, but it continues to be a journey, our exodus out of the slavery of unbelief. And I believe God is giving us some strategy for this month for us to fight the good fight of faith. If we win in the fight of faith, we win. That's one of the hallmarks of love. You know, love is the beginning and end goal. And it says love always trusts. So faith is actually just like foundational for the end goal. The end goal is not faith. Faith is the key route to love. It's the firm foundation of love. You know, false love's not going to work. Any love that's built on unbelief, it can look pretty and be tied in a bow. But if it doesn't have the person, the presence inside the present, it's useless. You just open the present up and it's like, like that turkey on uh, Chris Griswold family vacation, you know. <laughs> Eddie's wife overcooked it and cut the thing open. And just <laughs> it's totally hollow. <laughs> so you can serve people your Christmas presents. Should I have not made that reference? <laughs> Kara's had a slumped shoulder and looked like... She gives me this lot at the house. She did today. My bad jokes and whatnot. Um, we don't want to give a hollow turkey present. Okay? We don't want to have hollow turkey love. We want to have the real thing. And if we want the real thing, it comes through faith. And if we're actually going to have faith, faith comes from nothing else but the grace of God. False faith will only produce false love. So, I believe God is extending his hand to us as a community, and I believe what's in his hand is the prophecies spoken about us. Now, I want to encourage you, each one of you has received different prophetic words from God yourselves, whether through a prayer of someone else, whether through a public testimony that somebody just edified you, whether through your own time journaling, praying and you just hearing the Lord encourage your heart, whether through a dream, a vision, these good words of God that are meant to encourage us and build us up, that's prophecy, is just the overflow of God's heart communicated to us, those are meant to be a resource for you to fight the good fight of faith. Um, there are seasons when he brings us up to be more of a focus for us. And again, our focus never is to be ultimately. Prophecy is not the end goal because at some point it's going to fade away when Jesus Christ is here with us and we're with him fully. It's like we don't get, need to get a prophetic word anymore. He is the prophetic word. I'm like, oh my goodness. But even so, although right now the prophecies themselves are not our final focus, they are a lens with which we can see Jesus. They're like, uh, 
one of those pirate spy glasses. Is that what you call them? Spy glass? Telescope? Yeah, like mini telescope. Or one of the big ones, okay? Hubble telescope. They are a tool God has given us, not just this, but it's, it's, it's not like this analogy can fully define them. But one of the things prophetic words can do is they can provide a tool to better see God and to better see how God sees you. Paul was like, the first thing I do is press on to know him. But you know what? Paul was probably the person in the Bible who knew himself the best. So much so, he just like was talking about it all the time. But not in an arrogant way. He was like, this is who I am. Hi, it's me again, Paul, an apostle sent from Jesus Christ. By the will of God, not by any man. I'm just... He knew who he was. He knew what he was called to do. When they, Some of them were even getting prophetic words about him, like saying, Paul, I see you're going to get beat up, and uh, so don't, don't go. And he said, well, that's a true prophetic word, but God said I have to go. I'm destined to go to Rome. He knew who he was. He knew where he was going. So Jesus actually knew better. Jesus was like, I'm the Lamb of God. I'm the light of the world. I mean, I'm, you know, all the I am statements, I'm the bread of heaven. Jesus knew who he was fully, way better than Paul. But Paul really knew who he was. Where did that come from? Paul looked in to the eyes of God, and he saw his reflection. But part of his secret weapon was the prophetic words. Jesus, who himself, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, or the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. The whole point of prophecy is to give us a fuller representation of the essence, the person, the spirit of Jesus Christ. All your prophetic words are pointing to a person. The prophetic word himself. The word. The amen and faithful witness. Jesus Christ. They're pointing you towards that person. And then in him, as all those arrows point to him and you see and you focus, boom, the light shoots back to you. And all those arrows pierce you. It says in the Bible, your arrows pierce deeply, O Yahweh. Those arrows pierce you. And you know what they are? They're accurate arrows of Adonai. They're accurate arrows of Christ. So when you get hit, you get Captain America. Remember he came, he had the heart, but he needed something greater to turn him into this beast. And God wants you to be a holy beast for him. Ladies too. Okay? He wants you to be a holy beast. Like Jesus was a beast. He was like a Tasmanian holy one. I remember a guy described him one time. He's like, the book of Mark, it's like Jesus just hit Nazareth like a holy tornado everywhere he's going. They, Mark doesn't take a lot of time to unpack his messages. He was the message. He was a holy tornado everywhere he went. Like demons screaming in synagogues, people coming from the dead. He said, as I am, so are you in the earth. The things I do, you do. If I'm a holy tornado, if I'm a beast towards the devil, that's who you are. 
So all those arrows, the prophetic words that God has spoken over you, you come to see them and you fall to your holy death. I'm dead to what I thought I could be. I'm dead to my ambition. I'm dead to trying to be this for God. And then you wake up in resurrection as the new Adam, the new Christ, and you're like, oh yeah, it's on now. I'm going to tend this garden. I'm going to feed people the good fruit. To bring it down to the point, our arrow point for tonight, fight the good fight of faith with the prophetic words spoken over you. A number of you, I know your prophetic word. I'm like, thinking about specific ones right now for you individuals who I know have shared with me. Powerful, important prophetic words. Well, I invite you to be in a mode of fighting the good fight of faith this month, in particular, regarding those words that were spoken over you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Absolutely, the scripture is the foundation for our discerning whether something's true from God. But faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's not just hearing aloud the scripture. Though I've been doing that a lot on my phone. I, I really, it's really been a blessing. It's been a help. But the word of God is what he has spoken over you. That's what brings forth your faith. So I just remind you, as Paul did with Timothy, to fan into flame. That's another scripture. I'm not even going to uh, go into it right now. Fan into flame the good gift of God that is in you. The words that he's spoken over you, that he's put in your heart. Fan them into flame. And that doesn't mean you have to be like, God, help me. i got to get this. i got to believe it. Where's the fulfillment? No. Here's how you fan into flame. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You just do a little head nod. And in, in the natural, that wouldn't create enough wind to, to fan any fire into a big flame or fan any flame into a big fire. But when you give a head nod, when you agree with God, you know what happens? A lot of angel wings show up. And they're like, oh, agreement with God. They are ministers of his word. When you start agreeing with his word, they're like, You get fanned into flame pretty quickly, okay? Jesus, Paul, Peter, they all talked about, you know, John. John had a whole, I mean, the book of Revelation, I was talking with the angel of the Lord. and God wants to send angels to help you, okay? They are ministering spirits, Hebrews says, to help us, servants to help us. You just give them the head nod. That, that's my uh, homework for you, that's my, like, here's your labor. Nod your head. Just nod your head with the words that God has spoken over you. And, you know, some of it, as you bring to, to mind things, you just let the Lord, if there's something that uh, you've believed that maybe wasn't exactly what God said, you just ask him to cleanse you. Don't despise prophecies, but test them. Okay? And trust him that if they're not what he's speaking over your life, He's the good shepherd to cleanse you because the good shepherd leads you into right paths for his namesake. This is God's namesake on the line. Do you think it's up to you to be the prophecy 
queen or king. Oh, that one's No. You just let God inspire you, remind you. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance what I've spoken to you. Let him remind you. This is not complicated. Just head nod. And then if it's not the Lord, just let him just go. That's, that's a little bit different. Or your interpretation of that, just, just let go of it. Just, I don't know what exactly what it'll look like, but I just believe it'll help us. So that's what I wanted to say to you. We're going to fight the good fight of faith God's way, and I believe he's saying right now, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm stirring up the prophetic words that I've spoken over you so that you can fight the good fight of faith. And I also believe that there are more prophetic words coming for you during this time. I believe there will be dreams, there will be prayers prayed for you, words spoken to you, license plates. Michael's really, I mean, God has really gotten a hold of his heart um, through license plates in recent years. You let the Lord speak to you whatever. Remember, Jesus is the word. Anybody who calls himself the word, he has a lot to say. He's like, I am communication. I am communication to you. And he's very creative and very resourceful, the things he uses to communicate to us. So I pray that you'll have ears to hear, a heart to receive, eyes to see, the prophetic words that he has spoken as he brings those to remembrance, and the ones that he will give you. I believe he'll give you personal ones, and I also believe he will give you ones for this community. And I'm going to continue to test this, but I felt like God gave me the strategy. I want you to start speaking over this community the prophetic words I've spoken over this ministry and over this city. So I look forward to sharing that with you. It cost me quite a bit as I shared those in the early years. Um, part of the reason I haven't shared them as much is I probably because of the pain and the I don't use the word lightly, but the trauma that ensued when I spoke out. I mean, Jeremiah was like, Lord, I spoke this stuff, and it caused me a whole lot of trouble. You tricked me. I'm not going to talk anymore. And then a fire in his bones. I can't help it. So if I have to take a couple more on the chin, so be it. I pray that the Lord uh, uh, spares me. <laughs> Either that or he'll give me an Ezekiel forehead. Ezekiel, uh, God told Ezekiel, hey, I've made your face like flint. I've made your forehead like bronze or something like that. Uh, so when they, when you get flack for speaking those words, don't worry. I've made you a hardhead, okay? So I'm coming here as a hardhead, holy hardhead, okay? Hard in the spirit. Um, and I'm going to speak what he's put in my heart. And I pray that we would all have ears to hear. And I pray that our faith would be stirred up. I think you will. I think as I share stuff, it's going to awaken stuff in you. Father, we thank you for the words that you speak. We thank you that you have spoken the best word ever, which is the essence of all your prophetic words. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Jesus, we look to you. We thank you for the, the tool of prophecy, the, the, word, the overflow of the words out of the heart of the Father. From the mouth of the Son, 
delivered by the entrance of the Holy Spirit into us. We just say, let this God squad, um, this three-in-one attack just consume our lives. Attack us with agape. Let us just receive the love of God through your prophetic words. We open our hearts to whatever you would say to us, both the reminders and the new things. Let us be scribes who take things out of what's been in the past and write down the new. Personally and for this community, we welcome you into it every step as we enter this new step timber where we're taking steps and we enter into this, even this week, this laboring to bring forth the new birth that you have for our individual lives and for this community. Amen.